When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Monday, March the 6th, 2023. Today's podcast, we're going to preview the Girls State High School Basketball Tournament that begins Wednesday at Rupp Arena. It runs Wednesday through Saturday there. And to help me preview... The tournament, I talked with Jared Peck, the prep writer, preps writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. We went through all of the first round matchups on Wednesday and Thursday. We also talked about uh, the favorite for the tournament, which is obviously Sacred Heart, the two time defending champion for the tournament. We talked about who might have a chance of knocking Sacred Heart off before they get to the finals and then who they might be, end up playing in the finals if Sacred Heart does in fact make it that far. Jared does a terrific job covering all high school sports. He does a terrific job covering both the Girls State High School Tournament and the Boys State High School Tournament as well. Before we get to Jared, I want a couple of reminders. Number one, you can get a subscription to check out all of Jared's coverage. Uh, You can get a subscription to the digital edition of Kentucky.com and to the print edition of the Lexington Herald-Leader by going to Kentucky.com, hitting on the subscription tab, checking out all of the offers. We appreciate every Everyone who supports our work at the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. I appreciate everybody who supports the podcast. Leave us a rating and review wherever you may get the podcast. That just helps more people find the podcast. We really appreciate everybody who has done that. We encourage more people to do that as well. Uh, A couple of quick things. Number one, you can follow me on Twitter at John Clay IV, and you can follow Jared on Twitter at HL Prep. So without any further ado, let's get to it. My interview with Jared Peck as we preview the Girls State High School Basketball Tournament, which starts Wednesday at Rupp Arena. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Jared Peck, who covers high school sports for the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. First of all, how's it going, Jared? It's going well. A little busy, but uh, we're making it through. Yeah, a little busy. Just a little busy. I uh, got the Girls State High School Basketball Tournament that starts this week. Uh, Jared, who who's the favorite? Who's gonna Who's the favorite to win this thing? Or is it? Or is this a pretty even year this year? No, I wouldn't wouldn't say it's even. There are a couple of teams that probably can contend with Sacred Heart, but uh, as I've told you in you know past years, we're in the midst of a kind of generational team with Sacred Heart. They only have one senior, uh, but they have uh, one of the top sophomores in the nation. There are actually two soft, top sophomores in the nation that are in this tournament, but one is Zakiya Johnson, uh, who uh, a sophomore who was the MVP of the tournament last year. Uh, she's back. Um, you know, she's got offers from places like UConn and South Carolina already as just a, a sophomore in high school. Wow. Um, she leads them uh, in scoring and rebounding. Uh, they're a bear uh, for everybody. The only team that's come close in state to beating them is Clark County or George Rogers Clark uh, at home. So Sacred Heart needed a, a free throw at the end to win it 45-44. Uh, but otherwise, Sacred Heart hasn't been beaten in state. 
Um, they've only three losses or two, three nationally ranked teams. Um, and Sacred Heart is ranked nationally. Uh, they're number 12 in the nation, according to the, the ESPN rankings that they have for, for nationwide. Um, so, yeah, it's Sacred Hearts to lose. Um, do I think that the team could uh, beat Sacred Heart? It's absolutely possible. I think the uh, there will be everybody in Rupp Arena this week will be rooting against Sacred Heart except the Sacred Heart faithful. Um, so that will be exciting. And, and, and if Sacred Heart does get beat at some point, um, it will be uh, a huge event. Yeah. But also, you know, just the appreciation of this team, even though they're a private Catholic school from Louisville, uh, you gotta you gotta appreciate the greatness that they have, and they have been great. And uh, I expect them to make it a second three-peat for Sacred Heart. They three-peated in the early 2000s really? when Donna Moore had a, a a superior team and a bunch of D1 prospects, and uh, they're going for another three-peat now. Uh, they already have the most titles in uh, girls high school basketball. I think with seven, so they're going. For to keep on piling on. Okay, well, gonna go. Okay, yeah, yeah, three in a row would be uh, would be quite an accomplishment, obviously. Okay, let's go through. We're going to start with the Wednesday's first round games. We're going to go through each matchup. Uh, we'll and we're going to same thing on for Thursday. Uh, we'll start with the eleven a.m. game: Owensboro Catholic twenty four nine against Bowling Green twenty three and ten. How do you see that one, Jared? Well, Bowling Green's a little more physical, a little tougher. They beat them earlier this year. Um, uh, back on February 11th, the Purples beat them uh, in a close game, though, and uh, just by one point. Uh, Bowling Green has uh, Meadow Tisdale, who I believe is a Northern Kentucky commit, and she's the younger sister of Vito Tisdale uh, okay. from UK football and Bowling Green football. Um, they have a couple other uh, double-digit scores, and, and Owensboro Catholic – I believe they made the All-A Classic this year. They didn't make it very far in the All-A Classic, but uh, uh, they came out of this. And so Mead County was kind of the surprise last year, uh, and uh, the Aces came out of the third region this year. They have a, a couple of nice players, uh, Haley Johnson and Carmen Riley, who are both averaging double figures for them. I picked Bowling Green in this one because I believe they are a more physical team, um, but uh, this is one of those toss-up games. There are a few of those coming up. Okay. Uh, then we the next one is the one o'clock the one I'm sorry one thirty game at Rupp Arena. You got Sacred Heart, or you've already talked about uh, against Lawrence County. They're out of the fifteenth region, correct? And what uh, do they have any shot at knocking off Sacred Heart? Um, I'm not sure they have much of a shot at Sacred Heart, but they've already done something they've never done before because they beat Pikeville to get here. Pikeville had been uh, the region champ, I think, four straight times, and Lawrence County had never beat them. Really? Um, according to the records that are for the last 25 years, it's, they've placed each other 13 times, and Pikeville won all of those until yesterday when uh, uh, the uh, I think it's the Bulldogs came through. Now, one notable thing about Lawrence County, they have a Miss Basketball candidate. There are seven Miss Basketball candidates playing in this tournament uh, who are you know region players of the year. Um, they have the one that might be the favorite for Miss Basketball at Lawrence County, Kins Kinsley Feltner. She has scored more than 4,000 points for her career. She's fourth on the all-time list when Lawrence County makes that official. Uh, there's only been three other girls that scored as many points as she or more points than she has. 
Really? Uh, she's a double-double machine. Uh, she's going to Bellarmine. Um, she really is kind of the most notable senior. And then kind of the knock on Lawrence County is they, they hadn't played a lot of teams. They did come uh, west uh, this December and play some teams in Lexington. And she scored, you know, big games, had 39-point game against Douglas, I think. Um, but, but they still kind of got beat. And they got beat by 11 or 12 by Pikeville the first time around. And they trailed by Pikeville by 10 yesterday at the end of the third quarter and then outscored them 18 to 7 the rest of the way to win by one point so their season is made and this is all gravy and taking on sacred heart should be they should be a a tremendous challenge for them and they should be tremendously excited about it i don't know if they're going to beat sacred heart but certainly uh that team deserves a lot of respect for what they've been able to accomplish this year and kinsley feltner um, I wouldn't be surprised to hear her name called in a couple of weeks when they have that big banquet for Miss Basketball. But really? we shall see. There are a lot of good candidates for Miss Basketball. It's you know, aside from her scoring four thousand points, you know, there's there's some other girls that are deserving the Miss Basketball um, that could could uh, take take it from her. But uh, she's certainly had an exceptional career. Okay, then we got the first game of the night session, six o'clock game there at Rupp Arena. We got George Arthur Clark or Clark County at twenty-five and seven against Mercer County at twenty and thirteen. Clark County, of course, is out of the tenth region. Mercer County's out of the twelfth. Look at it, Jared. Look at here, Mercer. How they got to the state tournament? They had a couple of they had a one-point win over Southwestern and then a four-point win over Danville. So they uh, had some tough, close games to get in the tournament. How do you see this matchup? Yeah, Southwestern has been the representative of back-to-back uh, years, and, and them beating them by one there in the semifinals was the big game. And then, uh, of course, they I think they came from behind. It was an overtime game. Is you looking at an overtime game there for Danville? It doesn't. Um, well, it doesn't. What the thing that, I'm looking at doesn't have it listed. I don't think it has listed as any overtime games. But uh, okay, but but uh, anyway, you know, the thing about Mercer County and the Titans, you know, they're the two-time state champions from a few years ago. They have a a new coach, Haley Spivey, uh, has been there for a few years now after uh, Chris Souter stepped down. Um, but they're playing. They had a missed basketball candidate who has missed the entire season. And her career was so great, she had 2,000 points and almost 1,000 rebounds, uh, that she was named a player of the year anyway. It's Timberland Yeast, really? which is the daughter of the track coach there of East fame. You know all the East down there. they got oh, the football yeah. coach, Craig Yeast. Right. cousins and such and uh, uh timberland was a you know high school track star and she was a miss basketball candidate she's going to sign with buffalo but she's been out for the entire year um and this team was ranked number 13 with her and then without her nobody really thought that marshall county was going to be here um and then they've got you know they've had great play from her younger sister who's just a freshman t east and uh, a girl named anna drakeford who kind of runs the ship there that averages double figures. Um, but they're a tremendous story. Uh, you know, being able to, they took a lot of losses early in their season because they thought Timberland East was going to be their go-to player. And then they didn't have her. And so they had to figure out what are we going to do? And they figured it out and they're going to the sweet 16. So that's great for them. I mean, this should be a close game with Clark County. Uh, Clark won uh, against, they played each other earlier in the year and Clark won by six. Um, but you know, Brianna Byers, the Byers sisters for Clark are exceptional. Um, Brianna's going to Cincinnati. 
Uh, Sierra can probably pick her school. She averages 18 points a game. She's the younger sister, and she's one of this tremendous sophomore class, uh, another one of these tremendous sophomore class players uh, where she averages, you know, 18 points and eight rebounds, almost nine rebounds a game. So Sierra uh, is a problem, and they're they're both, you know, kind of five eight, five nine. Well, no, they're both six foot tall. Excuse me, they're both about six feet tall. Uh, they're big, strong, and they're hard to deal with. They create matchup problems with their opponents every game. You were right. But you asked me how I see it going. I see it going Clark's way. Okay. <laughs> okay. You were right. I looked up. Uh, I found uh, Mike Marcy's report here in the Danville Advocate Messenger, and the game did go into overtime. Mercer County's win. So you were you were correct there. Uh, okay. The final game on Wednesday, the 8:30 game. You got Frederick Douglass at 24 and 8 against North Laurel at 28 and 6. How do you see this one? I've been really impressed with Douglas this year from the 11th region. I, I picked them to win the 11th region, even though Franklin County has been the, the standard bearer for this region for a while. Franklin got upset by Lexington Catholic in the semis, and then Douglas beat uh, Catholic by 15 in the finals. Um, Douglas has everything you need. They have a tenacious point guard who's good for you know, 12, 15, 18 points and four or five, six assists a game. They have a three-point shooter who has absolutely no conscience in Nina Rhodes who will just keep shooting, and she'll just keep shooting until they start going in. And the last two games, she's been like 0 for the first half, and then she would make a couple threes in the second half, and that would be kind of the momentum shifter of the game. When they start seeing her shots fall, uh, Douglas would pick it up. And then inside, uh, they got a transfer from Bryan Station, Victory Sledge in the last couple of weeks, who's a solid inside presence helping them off the bench. And then Ayana Darrington, who's had ankle injuries pretty much all season and been limited. When she's in there, she averages a double-double. She scored 27 points and got 29 rebounds in the region finals the other night. Um, and just an exceptional game. They played North Laurel before. North Laurel beat them by, I think, you know, it looks like 13 points. That game came after uh, Douglas had upset Clark. Uh, Clark came to Douglas in midweek. They had trailed Clark by 16 in the second half, and they came back and beat Clark. And then they kind of they had another district game that week. And then they played North Laurel. And North Laurel came in there and shot the lights out and kind of said, you're not as good as you think you are. So we're going to see whether in this game Douglas uh, responds to maybe having beat that game. North Laurel uh, had a tough matchup against Jackson County in their final and trailed most of that game before they won it. They also have a missed basketball candidate in Emily Sizemore who averages uh, 16.8 points a game and a couple other uh, double-figure scores besides. Um, so they're a very, very good team. This is probably the closest matchup of all of the matchups in uh, the tournament. And really? Mercy Cooper is close, but this is a very, very close matchup between these two teams. They, they, the Cantrell ratings are very, very tight. Um, I picked Douglas in this because I'm homering on it, um, <laughs> but I would not be surprised to see North Laurel win this game either. Uh, it's, it's that close. Okay. Okay, we'll talk about Thursday's games with Jared right after this break. 
Okay, back here with Jared Peck, who covers uh, high school sports, does a great job covering high school sports for Kentucky.com and the Lexington Herald-Leader. We were talking about the Girls' State Tournament, which starts this week at Rupp Arena. We've been through Wednesday's first-round matchups. Okay, let's start with Thursday's first-round matchups with the 11 a.m. game. It's Knott County Central at 22-9 and against Ashland Blazer at 24-7. and What can you tell us about this one, Jared? Well, Knott County is a, you know, a regular appearance here. I mean, they come, they've come, they been up to the state tournament eight times. I don't know that they've won a first-round game yet. Ashland Blazer is a pretty hot team. Uh, they, they've won their last few games. They've uh, beaten some teams where, you know, you don't think they're going to win it, but uh, they have an exceptional – I believe she's a – she might also be a sophomore. She could be a junior. Kenley Woods, uh, 18.8 points a game. Uh, and Ellis, Ellis Sellers is 16.7 points a game. So two uh, great scores. Um, you know, I think Ashland maybe plays in a little tougher region, maybe had a little harder time to get here. Uh, they beat a Boyd County team that was probably favored to be here instead of them. Um, not County Central. Took them apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not, not County Central has Kaylee Gayhart, who's another exceptional player with 16.8 points a game. I mean, it would uh, – I think this is Ashland's game. Um, I would love to see Knott County Central win one for the 14th because I don't think the 14th wins many when they get here. They usually get a much – this is probably the best draw the 14th has gotten. Right. Usually the 14th gets here and it's like, hi, here's Sacred Heart for you, or hi, right. <laughs> here, here's, what, here's the number two team in the state for you. Um, you know, the 14th region representative is usually the lowest rated team, uh, according to the Cantrell ratings each year. And that's the case again this year. Um, but this is a really good matchup for them. So I'm picking Ashland, um, but I might not be rooting for Ashland. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And then we got the 130 game, which is McCracken County. They got a stellar record 32 and two against Bethlehem at 27 and seven. What do you, what do you think about this matchup? Well, Matt Cracking County came up here last year with a stellar record, and they went out in the first round to Southwestern. Really? Um, so they'll be looking, and it's pretty much the same team back. Uh, this is a matchup also of two Miss Basketball candidates. Uh, Destiny Thomas from McCracken uh, is going to Murray State. She averages 18.4 points a game. Uh, and then at Bethlehem, they've got Emma Filatro, and I'm probably butchering that name. Um, she's averaging 17.8 points a game. She was also Region Player of the Year. Um, she's going to Oklahoma State, but not to play basketball. She's an equestrian athlete, apparently. Really? And she's going to compete in equestrian at Oklahoma State. Wow. And I'm probably going to try to chase that story down uh, sometimes this week because I find that interesting. Uh, Bethlehem made it, I think, to the all uh, semifinals. They had a really tough game, and I believe they had to come from behind and maybe another overtime game to make the region championship. They have a really good point guard, Carly Thurman, at 17.2 points a game. And then uh, McCracken has a couple of sophomores that are, um, are you know, another another part of this stellar sophomore class that I keep talking about. Claire Johnson averages 17 points a game. And Kaylee Buchanan is 12.8 points a game. Um, I'm conflicted about this one because I think McCracken wins it just because they want to prove – that they belong here after last year. Last year was their first trip here. They kind of got in Rupp Arena and went, wow. And kind of Southwestern took it to them. Um, so I, 
I think Bethlehem is another even matchup, um, but I'm going to give the edge to McCracken just for the redemption value. Yeah, look at him, McCracken score. I see they beat Clark County by 18 back in January. So, uh, yeah, when when they're going, they're then tough. Destiny Thomas yeah. came back from an ACL tear really? and missed an entire season. I think it was their sophomore season, and came back and had a really good year last year, and is you know back to form this year. Um, so yeah, it's I mean they're a very good team. They have not played a ton of other teams besides Clark. Yeah, that would you consider? You know, they don't have a lot of big names on their schedule. They played Bo- Henderson County, Bowling Green, um, Corbin, who was here last year, and Clark. Um, but they usually, because of the geography, they're kind of stuck out west. Yeah. And so, you know, all the Western Kentucky teams are kind of huge unknown factors when they get here um, because they maybe don't play in the holiday tournaments. Like, we all kind of get a feel for everybody and the reason why you know a lot of central kentucky team and louisville teams are ranked is because in december they kind of beat up on each other yeah, right and the way to get yeah. noticed if you're a western kentucky team is you come up here for the king of the bluegrass or you come up here for the the holiday classic lesson catholic and if you make some noise then you'll be ranked too yeah to the end of the season um but you know mccracken didn't do that this year so they're a big unknown um, but although we've seen them before we know they're very good Okay, let's go to the 6 o'clock uh, matchup uh, on Thursday night there. We're up arena. It's a matchup that you referenced a little earlier. Mercy 24-9 and against Cooper 29-3. and What do you think about this game? Uh, this would be a championship game in any other year. The yeah. fact that these two were put in here in the blind draw <laughs> is an outrage, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great for everybody else in the tournament. Because one of these people go away, but it's a pretty hard. It's a pretty tough draw for them. Um, you know, it, all year it's been Sacred Heart, Manuel, Cooper, Mercy, Clark as the top five teams, and Sacred Heart took Manuel out in the region tournament, and then it's Mercy and Cooper. Cooper has a Miss Basketball candidate, Whitley Lind, who's going to Lehigh. She's been a double figure, double rebounder. Pretty much since she was a freshman, uh, uh, Logan Palmer is a great point guard. The Freehoffers uh, are were back here this year. This was Cooper was a state semifinal team last year, um, and they are almost all back. I think everybody's back, including their big player Whitney Lind. Really? Uh, they are playing a Mercy team that is them from a couple of years ago. This Mercy team is going to be uh, here probably for the next two years because they have the number 17 sophomore in the state who would be the person everybody talks about. If not for Zakiah Johnson being the number two sophomore in the nation, Liam Macy's the number 17 sophomore in the nation, according to ESPN rankings. Um, She's like, (laughs) she is an exceptional player. She also is, you know, 20 points, 10 boards, a night. Um, she can run, she's been running point guard with when the point guard went down late this year, she's been coming down the floor as the biggest player on the floor running point. Uh, they run pick and rolls between her and the Alyssa Murphy player. If Murphy's healthy, they're going to give Cooper a run for their money. I think they played each other earlier this year and, uh, Cooper just nipped him by three 67 to uh, 64. 
And so that's it's a really tight matchup. Macy is one of those girls that's going to be, if you could hand out co-miss basketballs, and they're not going to do it, but if you could, it would be her and Johnson in in a you know two years time because uh, just both amazing amazing talents, um, and she's got offers from Tennessee and you know other places. Just Ohio State, I think, has offered her. She's got more than a dozen offers, all of them big time. Um, just an exceptional player to come see. This is uh, whoever makes it out of Cooper Mercy is going a long way. They could end up in the finals, I think. Um, I've picked Cooper because of the experience factor, I believe. Um, but again, I would not be shocked to see Mercy come up and win this one. And, and uh, you know, people are in trouble because Mercy's going to be around for a while. Okay, let's get the final matchup of the first round Thursday night, eight thirty. There, up arena. You got Henderson County, twenty-five and four against Simon Kenton at eighteen and fourteen. What about this one? Well, this one, the eighth region bites me every year. Last year they bit me in the boys uh, with a team coming out of nowhere in North Oldham, which had lost like five games in February and then ended up winning the region. Uh, Simon Kenton's kind of the same way. They'd won a bunch of, lost a bunch of games in February and then got red hot. And here they are. How you doing? Right. Um, so they're uh, coming in to a game and uh, you said playing Henderson County. Henderson County has been here more times than anyone else in the tournament. This is their 19th trip. It's their fifth in a row. Um, Jeff Hill, uh, their coach, is a legend. Uh, he crossed uh, the 800 win mark earlier this year. I believe he's the second all-time winningest coach. Um, I think they made a run to the semis a couple of years ago. Uh, this maybe is not the best team he's brought here. I think they have enough for Simon Kenton to advance this round, though. Um, they have Jerry Thomas and Gracie Risley, both players that were here last year, both average double figures. Um, you know, the, the one notable thing about Simon Kenton is their leading scorer, uh, Brindley Purnell, is just an eighth grader. And so they got, like I said, they got hired at the right time. And, and with an eighth grader leading you, um, you know, what an experience for this team to make it here. Uh, they'll probably be, uh, I, Anderson County is not somebody that anybody's going to be intimidated by, even though they've been here a bunch. When you see Henderson County opposite your bracket, you feel like, yeah, we can play with Henderson County. It's not like you lined up against Sacred Heart or, or Cooper or, or one of those other teams they faced this year. And they've, they've played Cooper this year. And they've, uh, you know, coming out of the eighth, uh, when Anderson County has been running the eighth for the last four years or so with a, a missed basketball. Um, a great accomplishment for them. I expect Henderson to win it, though. Um, but uh, it should be a good game. Okay, Jared. It, obviously, in the the among the the top bracket, I'm calling it the top bracket. The Wednesday's first round games, that group of eight, Sacred Heart has to be the favorite, two time defending champion. Who, is there anybody in that bracket who's got a chance to a chance to knock Sacred Heart off? Yeah, I think if if Clark makes it past Douglas, and I think they will. Uh, Clark playing them tough. Clark is a, has, has the physical makeup to hang with Sacred Heart because of the Byers sisters and how strong they are. Uh, they have good point guard play as well. Um, I, you know, them playing Sacred Heart within 
one point on their home court is going to give them a lot of confidence. Uh, that said, these two teams played last year. Sacred Heart kind of took over, you know, in the second quarter and, and got and got away from Clark. Um, Clark might be the best chance. I think Douglas is too young. Douglas is going to be really good next year. Might have a shot next year. Um, but uh, right now, Clark is Clark might be the only hope to to dethrone Sacred Heart or knock them off course uh, before the finals. Before the finals. Okay, looking at the Thursday, the that group, uh, the, the I'm going to call them the bottom bracket, Thursday first round games. Out of that group, uh, who do you think has the best chance to come out of that group? Is it Mercy um, or Coopers? I'm picking you said that, in any other year, yeah, you said that could have been the championship game. Any other year, that would be a really good championship game. But I've got Cooper coming out of that Mercy game. Um, but again, it's Cooper slash Mercy and then McCracken, I think, in the final four. Okay. Um, uh, and Cooper McCracken, uh, I think Cooper's just got more horses than McCracken does and more experience in the right spots. They're, they've been here. They've been in the semifinals before. Uh, they know what that's about. Um, I think think McCracken has that one really good player, but their really good player is countered by Cooper's really good player, who's kind of on the same level she is. They're both, you know, they're region players their year. They both average 17 and 10. Um, I think, you know, that's even. Where, where it's not even is uh, Cooper has more experience in their backcourt really? than maybe the sophomores of McCracken. So I think Cooper Cooper's probably in the final and all this being said is i'm wrong all the time so who knows what it's really easy for me to pick sacred heart to win it all because sacred heart has the most you know d1 players and the right you know a generational player who's going to go to yukon or south carolina right right you know it's really easy to pick that so picking the rest of the teams is kind of hard right but i i think it's going to be cooper and sacred heart in the final and cooper is the only team in kentucky for a long time, that has never beaten Sacred Heart. Really? They beat him a, a few years ago in a December tournament, and they didn't have Zakaya back then. Sacred Heart didn't, uh, but they've played some of the same players. They, they faced the point guard. They faced some players that were, you know, the, I, they might be the last team in Kentucky to have beaten Sacred Heart, other than maybe Manuel and Bullet East at one time. They're one of the few, so they're going to come in that with that. It's like we've. You know, and they faced them plenty um, in the past, so they're not going to be awed by Sacred Heart walking into the gym and going, "Oh no, here comes the two-time defending champions." They're going to want it for themselves. Uh, you know, I still don't think that Cooper can quite take it, but man, that would be some game if they could, because you know, Cooper's one of those many public schools from Northern Kentucky around Union. You know, it's Ryle, and Ryle's been a state champion. Um, and then and Connor's been good. Uh, so Cooper and all those teams up there, the, they play really you make it out of you make it out of that region, it's tough. The All-A Classic champion came out of that region coming Holy Cross. And th- they didn't just win the All-A Classic. They whooped everybody really? in the All-A Classic. And so, and that was like the fourth best team in Right. <laughs> in the region. Notre Dame was a monster. Ryle is a monster. So Cooper's not going to back down from anybody. Uh, and I expect it, to, you know, 
to be a, a good game. If, if, that, if that's who we have in the finals, Sacred Heart and Cooper, that's worth the price of admission, I think. It's worth the price of admission just to see Zakiya Johnson, yeah. but that's going to be a good game. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it should be an exciting tournament. It's always an exciting tournament, the Girls State High School Tournament, uh, which starts Wednesday there at Rupp Arena. Uh, Jared has a ton of preview stuff, uh, I know, already online and planned for the rest of the week. Uh, anything in particular that uh, the listeners should look for, Jared? Yeah, we already got the stats and the rosters out. We're going to have a feature on Douglas coming up tomorrow on the you know, Darrington, who's been injured this year. And then uh, my team by team, every team's top scorers, who they've played, who they've beaten, uh, a glance at, you know, just a quick look at all the teams in the matchups. The Cantrell ratings are out for, you know, who's number one, who's number 16. Um, and then we also got our 16 things, my notes column uh, about the tournament and what to look for. It includes the things about who are the missed basketball candidates, uh, who are some stories maybe you haven't heard of before, who are the big underdogs, who are the overdogs. You know, some of the stuff that we talked about uh, in our podcast here or some of the things that I, I have in print. Uh, I don't spoil everything. Uh, there'll be some new stuff in there. Uh, but uh, it should give you a great primer if you're interested in Kentucky girls high school basketball and knowing, you know, which, which top players are going where to college and all that stuff um, and who to, who to watch this uh, week. That's all going to be there online uh, probably tomorrow morning and in the paper on Wednesday. So uh, it's a lot of content. I've been working uh, almost nonstop. I did stop a little bit today. But I'm going right back for the boys' championship when this before this podcast airs. So uh, it's crazy times, but I'm having a lot of fun. And Jared does a great job covering all the high school sports. He does a great job at this time of year covering both the girls' state tournament and the boys' state tournament. Be sure and follow Jared on Twitter at HL Preps. Check him out in the print edition of the Lexington Arrow Leader and especially online, all his coverage at Kentucky.com. Jared, have a great week, and thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks very much for having me, John. Send me a care package if you can. (laughs) I'll do my best. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks to Jared Peck. Follow him on Twitter at HL Preps. Check out all of his work in Kentucky, at Kentucky.com. And in the print edition of the Lexington Arrow Leader, he'll do a great job covering the Girls State High School Tournament, which, as we mentioned, begins Wednesday at Rupp Arena. Thanks again to Jared. Thanks again to everybody for listening. We'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.